I will not be long in preaching this morning. <laughs> Somebody said amen. Don't worry. Um, okay. I won't say more. <laughs> I will not be long in preaching. I do not intend to be long in preaching and teaching so that we can take the communion. Like I said, we're taking it with the confession. And I trust the Holy Spirit to minister. And right after, I'll be having a meeting with the students of the School of Nursing. And right after, I'll be having a meeting with all the leaders. So all leaders, this meeting is compulsory. And right after then, I'll meet with them briefly and then I'll rush upstairs for the convention planning committee meeting of Dunamis and then come back to the leaders. Um, so if you're planning to see me after service, I'm sorry today will not work. Uh, but by the special grace of God, I'll be available during the week. I know Thursday is Bible study, so definitely I'll be around. Uh, but you might also want to check with me maybe on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, if you stand in need of counseling or you stand in need of prayers, uh, this church is one family and you have a pastor who is not an absentee pastor. That's why I'm around. Uh, available to pray with you and to counsel with you. May I ask before I begin to preach now, I asked us to form squads about two, three Sundays ago. Groups of four, small units of four. Now, if you have been talking to one another in your group, or you have been praying with one another in your group, can I see your hand up? Let me see whether it is encouraging or discouraging. <laughs> okay. 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 This is like halfway. Okay, thank you. Thank you for being honest. But is not serious. Ah, that guy. Don't throw people off. Don't throw them away cheaply. And can I tell you, the strongest of us will also come to that point, that day, that time, when you need the prayers of other people. And you reap what you sow. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9 tells us, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. When you pray for other people, is that well doing? Come on church, only two people came. Is it good for us to pray for one another? The Bible says to not be weary in doing that. So I plead with you. I plead with you by the mercies of God. I know you honor me a lot and I know you love me and I love you and I honor you as well. Please to prove to me that you honor me when I give an instruction you should carry it out. In Malachi, God said, if I were your father, then where is my honor? I want you, if you have not formed a group yet, to please be in a group today at the end of this service. Just four of you. I showed them, those who were in church about three Sundays ago, the formation of the Roman army. Each soldier 
is facing a direction. One faces the north, the other faces the south, one faces the east, the other one faces the west. All their backs are covered. They stand back to back so that nobody's back is exposed. So if an enemy is coming to attack me from the back, I have a soldier that faces that enemy. If an enemy is coming to attack my brother here from the back who cannot see the enemy, I have that enemy to deal with. That's the way they usually move in battle in the Roman army. So it's difficult for you to get one of them because they are working in sync. Spiritually, we should be working in sync. We should work together as a family. And I want to plead with you, Expression House. I am not preaching for long this morning like I promised you. I have just a few points to give you. But I want to speak from the heart of a father. Let it not be said about you that you are one of the people causing division in this church. Let it not be mentioned about you that you are one of the reasons that people don't want to come to church or want to leave the church or want to leave the ministry. Please, let us all build together. God has called us here into this house for such a time as this in our destiny. I can assure you one thing. None of us will be here forever. None of us. Not even me. None of us will be here forever. None of us. But this moment in time, this season that we have together, can we please put in our best? Can we roll up our sleeves and work for God? And let God say that you worked for his house, not against his house. I've been told of certain people who are inviting others to another church from our church. Now, that is very heartbreaking for any pastor. I've been told of certain people who are peddling all sorts of stuff, unfounded rumors about other people in church. And that is heartbreaking for me as a pastor. Please, if you are holier than someone else, pray for them. Don't finish them. Don't destroy them. Don't let your words bring down other people. We are meant to be members of the same family. In your biological family, if your brother makes a mistake or your sister commits an error, you will not kill them and you will not disown them. You will look for a way to help them. This is our spiritual family. I plead with you, let us do more of praying for one another. Let us do more of loving one another. That is how we get our prayers answered. That is how we get God to move. I will show you that in the scripture as part of my message this morning. May the Lord bless us all in Jesus' name. And I want to thank those of you who have been working sound. Okay, please make it good and let it be stable. I know the media ministry is working so hard. God bless you. Uh, just like all the other ministries in the church. Don't worry, it's fine now. Just make sure that it's stable. I think it will be okay. And make sure that those who are online can hear what we're singing. That's also very important. I want to especially thank those of you who have been inviting your friends and family to church. 
some of, some of you inviting your colleagues, your cosmates, your roommates. Um, you're not doing it for Pastor Fred. You're doing it for the Lord Jesus. And the Lord Jesus will reward you richly in Jesus' name. Can I get a good amen to that? I want you to know that I love you and I'm praying for you. And I do hope you're praying for me too. Are you praying for me? And do you love me? Okay, I love you too. Praise God. Today, I'm going to press further. I'm not concluding this series yet. I'm just going to press further. That's why I'll make it short so that we can take the communion together. I'm pressing further on the title, Faith in the Name, Part 2. Okay, I remember one last announcement, one final announcement. Our Mother Church Convention is around the corner. Uh, that's starting on the 25th to the 30th of April. Um, I have been told to tell you that shirts are available. Guys and ladies, uh, we have denim. Apparently, you'll see me wear one of them next Sunday by the grace of God. <laughs> I think I'll take, a, I'll take a break from the native attires for a while till dunamis. All right, so denim, denim goes for 15,000 naira. Yeah, it is crested. It is branded. Amen. Did I hear somebody say, eh? You are blessed. And then it, it's, it, it's followed by the Lacoste. There's a Lacoste shirt as well, which goes for just 12,000 naira only. Somebody say, amen. And, and there is the polo shirt, polo t-shirt which goes for just 10,000 naira. Did I hear somebody say, I'm going to buy 10 for someone? I'm going to buy 10 to give to my friends. If that is you, may the Lord bless you. When you hear an announcement like that, don't say, ah! It's for the adult church. No, it's for all of us. May I, on a final note, you know, when you talk about money, that's when you hear all the noise in the background. I've been talking spiritual stuff now. You didn't talk. But now I talked about money. <laughs> Don't hijack the service. Okay, so we also have face caps. And that, well, the person producing it has told me that it will go for 1,600 naira only. Your dunamis, okay, let me, let me preach to your neighbor. Say to your neighbor, say, neighbor, your dunamis dressing is incomplete without the shirt. Amen. Because some people have just settled for, ah, up by your face cap, yeah. Let me quickly tell you where you will be needed. Apart from our own convention coming up on Saturday, the 29th, which is the International Youth Convention featuring all our youth churches. Let's prepare for that. But apart from that, we will be needed. Your services will be needed for the meters and greeters. We've been doing that every year. And so, please, um, I would like volunteers, at least 10 volunteers for that, uh, maybe 10 or 15. The tech team of the adult church also want to be registering people online as they are coming for Dunamis. We did that like two years ago. It was coordinated by Sharon Oni, who is now in Canada. And who knows the next person that will coordinate it. <laughs> and who knows where you are going to be as well. <laughs> Alright, hashtag J-A-P-A. 
Don't worry. If you jack my, we'll, we'll come and start a branch where you are. Amen. And, and Sharon is doing well. She's, she started a Bible study group already in Canada. And, and she's a blessing to the church, to the Stone Church in Canada. Please let me, another time, I will talk to you about loyalty to your family, your house. Some of you, I do not understand, but I'm praying for you. Some are planning to graduate from this youth church and go and join another youth church. It doesn't make any spiritual sense. Yes, I've told you that now. Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. Put that on the screen for me. To everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Come on, move on, media. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. If you have been groomed here in this house, you have been fed in this house, your natural route of progression when you graduate is to go to the adult church and stay there and continue to flourish there. It is not to finish first degree in UI and go back to write jam to go to University of Illini. Something must be wrong with you. I know that we don't like to lose the youthfulness of the expression house, which you might not find in the adult church, that bubble, that youthfulness and all of that. But listen, if the Holy Spirit has established this house like that, please follow. Your blessing lies in your obedience. I don't care about any superior argument. And those of you that are looking for extra curricular revelation, may the Lord have mercy on you. I'm committed to teaching this for the rest of my days. The same with senior pastor. That's my teacher. That's my archer. That's the person who has shot me into the future. As arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are the children of one's youth. That's our archer. He shots this church into the future under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Now, instead of you to now graduate from here and sit down there and be fed by him and under his tutelage, you are now going to meet your mate somewhere to be showing you abracadabra. You will confuse yourself. And some of you are confused. I'm looking at you. I'm not talking to you yet. You are confused. Because you hear something here. You go and hear something somewhere else. You go and hear another one somewhere else. You don't even know which one to now follow. Please, let us stop that spiritual rascality. The gospel is simple enough. It takes an expert to confuse you. Don't let them confuse you. And don't confuse yourself. Amen. I'll be meeting with the leaders after the service. Those of you that keep coming, I thank you for coming. You could have chosen to go elsewhere. I do not take your coming for granted at all. And I want you to know that I love you and I'm praying for you. Amen. Thank you very much. I'm encouraged when I see you every time. All right. Faith in the name. So please don't forget all the different groups where we're going to be volunteering. The tech team for online welcoming, the uh, meters and greeters, um, roadshow, yeah, 
The church depends on us largely for the roadshow. So please make yourselves available. I'll be giving us further information uh, as the day draws near. We're going to two openings today. John 14, verses 13 to 14. And we're going to be in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3. John 14, verses 13 and 14. Let's read together from the word of God, please. Let's read together. One, two, let's go. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I can hear you, church. Are you upset with me? Okay. Oh, have I said something wrong this morning? Okay, thank you. So, verse 14, let's go together. One, two, go. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, he said, whatsoever you ask, in verse 13. In verse 14, it says, if you shall ask anything. Whatsoever and anything sound like synonyms, right? Right? Okay. Glory to God. Now, in law, this is what they call power of attorney. Now, I'm not a graduate of law, but I know a little bit of that. And just a few jargons here and there, like when you say subpoena, when you say writ of summons, when you say the, the onus rests with you, I know a few, just a few, but don't ask me beyond that. Praise God. The power of attorney is the legal right that someone gives to another person to act on their behalf as though they are the one acting. Jesus, through these statements, has given the church, you and I, the power of attorney to use his name. He said, when you approach my father, in my name, ask anything, I will do it. I am committed to doing it if you ask, not in your name, but in my name. Glory be to God. This is like a blank check for us. I want something in my family, ask in the name of Jesus. I want something for my mom, ask in the name of Jesus. I want something for myself, ask in the name. Because if you go in the name of Jesus, the father will do it. There is a covenant between the father and the son. Go to Act of the Apostles now. Chapter 3. We won't read all that we read last week. We'll just read a few verses. 1 to 4, then I'll go to verse 16. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an arms? And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him, with John said, Look on us, and he gave it unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Let me, let, let me introduce this. Why was he expecting to receive something of them? Yes. It's Bible study time now. <laughs> We're going to make this interactive. Can I get a second mic, media, very quickly? Yes. Why was he expecting, some of you have done YMTS, whether you've done YMTS or not, <laughs> it's an open mic. I mean, I want anybody, I mean, you think you have an idea. Why was he expecting to receive something of them? Why that expectation? 
Yeah, quickly, quickly. Help me figure out the mic. Yeah, you can have two mics. Anybody, you'd like to say something? Yes, I have Falake here. Okay, before Falake, go to Nifemi over there. Over there. Nifemi Latunde. There's another Nifemi at the ocean. Okay. They had been giving him prior to that time. Okay, thank you. That sounds like... Okay, yeah. Uh, say, say it in your own words. <laughs> Glory to God. He had received something from them before. As usual. Okay, okay. Esther wants to say something. Good, good. Media, please project verse 4. Pastor Esther is talking here. Preach! The Bible says that and Peter fastened his eyes upon him and said, Look on us. He created an expectation. He told them, he told the danger that you should look at us. Peter created an expectation. Yeah. Look on us! Hmm. So um, I, think, um, I think that. That, that was why he was expecting. Okay. Hmm. Esther is the didaskolos. You know didaskolos? That's the Greek word for Bible teacher. A teacher of the word. Okay, I, I saw a hand here. One of our first timers. You want to say something? Please feel free. It's your father's house. After today, you're no longer a first timer. She already said what you wanted to say. That the guy, uh, Peter said, look on us. So he created an expectation. Okay. Thank you for all your contributions. Very nice. Yeah, I agree. They must have been giving him stuff before. You know why? Jesus was an addicted giver. A generous giver. Jesus went to the temple several times during his earthly ministry. He went there to pray. And he also went to teach. Peter and John and James went with him. They must have been giving this guy stuff. When he said, look on us. Oh, it's you guys. Like, customer dadani. The people that give me good stuff. Not the ones that just toss like two cup of... No, 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 no. You know, there are people that give you stuff and they're generous givers. When they say, send me your account number. Somebody told me they call it Azza now. Is it Azza or Aza? There's some people that request your account and then you're like, okay, it's okay. 3K, well, not bad. But there are certain people in your life who say, um, send me your account number and before you send it, you first of all dance. Hey! Because this person is a generous giver. How did I know that? During the last supper, that Jesus took with the disciples, you would recall that Judas got up. Before he got up, 
Jesus said to him, that which thou doest, do quickly. That which you are about to do, do it quickly. Jesus understood what he said. Judas understood what he meant. Actually, the Bible says that then Satan entered into Judas. And then Jesus said, that which you do, do quickly. You want to betray me? Please do it now. Don't wait any longer. Don't let me die of heart attack. Go now. You want to leave me now? Leave me now. So I can have some time to heal. It's amazing how people leave us sometimes. But it's fine. We are going to be alright. Amen? I said we are going to be alright. Amen? In as much as the Holy Spirit does not leave you. If I was in that last supper, what would you have assumed when Judas got up after Jesus made that statement? Let the mic go around again. Okay, and your wants to speak. So get the mic ready. What would you have assumed when Judas got up? They were having supper. That's a brilliant answer. She said to definitely give arms because he was the one in charge of the purse. Judas was the treasurer of Jesus Christ's evangelist, evangelical ministry. Jesus was an addicted giver. This was in the midnight. Jesus had a track record of giving anytime, any day, anywhere. Remember in Mark chapter 5, when they went over and to meet that madman of Gadara. Remember that man was naked. But after he healed him, the Bible said when the people came, they found him clothed. Where did they get the clothes from? Angels brought them. No, Jesus brought them along. Hey guys, put some clothes together, very nice clothes and shoes. Put some money, put some foodstuff. We are going to make an evangelist out of a madman. Period. When Jesus comes into your life, he never leaves you the same. Because he was an addicted giver, the assumption from the other apostles was that, he, in fact, if you read that, go and read that scripture, was that he told him to go and prepare for the Passover, the things that they would need for the feast. Or to go and give alms to the poor. Why would you send somebody to go and give alms to the poor in the midnight if you are not an addicted giver? A generous giver. If I was in that meeting, I would have thought maybe the guy wanted to go and use the toilet. Right? I mean, we're all eating and the guy gets up and disappears. Maybe the guy, like they say, was pressed. But no, he was going to meet the people to whom he had sold his master for 30 pieces of silver. What do we learn from this? All of this being put together, when Peter and John got to the temple, the gate called beautiful, and Peter said, look on us, silver and gold have I not. Not because they lacked silver and gold. But today is not the day for silver and gold. Today is the day for, for encounter. He says, such as I have, I give you. That's a powerful statement. That's a loaded statement. 
when they said, look on us, he looked on them, expecting to receive. Oh, it's you people, my generous customers. Customer Dadani, oh yeah, give me, give me as usual. That was what the guy had in mind. Because they had given him time and time again. But Peter said, I'm giving you something different today. I'm giving you the name. I said, I'm giving you the name. Expression House, we already have the name. We have the name of Jesus. I want you to go into this week and win every battle in the name of Jesus. A better amen. Because you have the name. You don't have money for the project, you have the name. Use the name. You don't have a solution to the health challenges that you have. You have the name. Use the name. You don't have the connection to Asorok. You might not have a natural connection. Use the name. Somebody's going for a visa interview. Use the name. You have the name. Such as I have. Such as I have. I give unto you. What was the such that he had? The name of Jesus. And Peter said, in verse 6, silver and good have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I speak to someone this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rise up. From that situation that has made you to be lying prostrate, rise up. Get up. Move on. Move on. Move faster. Move faster. Go further. Go further. Be noticed. Be sent for in the name of Jesus. Let me give you my few points. The father gave him the name. Next week I will address how come the name is so powerful and how did Jesus come about the name. I wanted to address that this week but no time. I promised it's going to be short, and it will be. So my point will be very brief. The father gave him the name. Let's go to Philippians 2, 5 to 11. Thank you, media. You're doing a great job already. Just keep flowing with me like that. Philippians 2, from verse 5 to 11. Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. All right? Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Do you understand what this means? There are many statements we read in the Bible. We just gloss over them and move on. Let me explain the little I can because of the time. The Bible says that Jesus was in the form of God. And he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus is God in the form of a man. The son of God. Equal with God. And he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Let me bring it down to our level. Are you a child of God? On the surface, many of us claim, yeah, I'm a child of God, I'm a child of God. But when you think about it, look at the way you approach God. You approach God like a slave. Many times, you know, God is so holy and is I up there and I am just nothing. I am just uh, uh, sand. I'm just... Uh, I am just useless, I'm just, I'm just worthless, I'm worth nothing. Oh Lord, have mercy. 
on this very poor sinner uh, that is not worth anything. You are thinking it robbery to be called a child of God. God is not robbed. Amen? When you say, I am a child of the Most High God, and you mean you have a covenant relationship with God, and you come to God boldly, Hebrews 4.16 says, let us therefore come, how? Boldly, where? To the throne of grace. He said, enter my bedroom, boldly. Ah, you know, you have to be my child to do that. <laughs> you can't just visit my house now, for example, and come boldly to my bedroom. You don't know what is going on in the bedroom. Glory be to God. The bedroom is not a place that you just go to anybody's bedroom. I mean, you go visiting someone, you stay in the living room. Amen? I know some of you like excursion. You enter someone's house, you go to the kitchen, you do excursion in the freezer, move to the fridge, go to the oven, go to the microwave, and then go round, go round, go round, go round, and go to the bedroom. What are you looking for? <laughs> Amen? But if that is your father's house, if that's your father's house, Hey, worst case scenario is to knock. Am I right about that? Because daddy and mommy can say, yeah, come in. Or they can say, no, it's not a good time. We're praying. Now, don't, don't, don't you know? Don't you know your parents are very spiritual? What's, what's wrong with these people? How did you get here if they were not spiritual? Amen. Praise God. If your parents are spiritual, shout amen. They, they prayed you from heaven. Hallelujah. They prayed you into existence. Glory be to God. They called for the things that be not as though they were. And here you are now. Now stop laughing at them because someday you are getting married too. And you will also continue that kind of prayer. Can I have an amen? Now listen. Somebody's in a hurry. Take it easy. Calm down. Be coming down. Because you are, a, you are a proper child in that house, you can enter the bedroom. It might be you want to go there and help them clean because they are not at home. You want to go and clean up the place. Or you want to see daddy. You want to see mom. You can come boldly. You don't think it robbery to be called their child. You don't think it robbery. To enter their bedroom. If a stranger enters their bedroom, is that not robbery? Hey, who is this person? What are you looking for? Who are you? Who are you? Calm down now. Calm down. Calm down. I'm your, I'm your daughter's friend. I'm, I, I came here to look for her. Hey, excuse me, young man. This is our bedroom now. Uh, yes, I just want to look around. Is it not good to look around in your bedroom? Now, they can shout. They can shout, thief, thief, robber, robber, robber. They, can, they would think that robbery. But for a proper child, would they ever think it robbery? That's what that scripture is saying. Jesus was equal with God and he thought it not robbery to be called God. Because it pleased the Father that in Christ should all the fullness of the Godhead dwell bodily. The Father, the Son, the Spirit in one body. Woo! Christ is a mystery. And the Bible says, let this mind be in you. What mind? 
I'm a child of the Most High God, and I don't think it robbery to be called a child of the Most High God. That gives you boldness in the day of battle. That gives you boldness in the place of prayer. That makes you to be able to make declarations and make decrees. According to Job 22, 28, that you shall make a decree, shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. Why? Because the child of God is making a decree here. Expecting my father to back it up. Amen? Live in a house, and then you make a decree. No armed robber comes into this apartment as long as I live here. No armed robber is allowed on this estate as long as I live here. You make a decree. And hey, angels will go into action. No? You make a decree and go to bed. Angels will go into action. When you make a decree, Psalm 103 verse 20 tells us, Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Glory be to God. Make your decree in the name of Jesus. Let's go on. Why did you take my scripture off? Philippians 2. We should be in verse 16. Let's go to 17 now. Oh, sorry, 7 now. But made himself of no reputation. Jesus made himself of no reputation. He came in, a, he was born in a manger. He came as a carpenter's son. He was a carpenter, made himself of no reputation. I mean, he was walking on the streets and people didn't know that was the Messiah. And took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of man. Was made in the He was not a man. He was made in the likeness of man. Alright, move on. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross, he became obedient to that death. Not because they could kill him. He said, look, I put my life down, I can take it back. Nobody can take away my life from me. Wherefore, this is where I'm going. Somebody say, wherefore. God also has highly exalted him and given him a name. God gave him a name which is above every name. God gave him a name which is above every name. God gave him a name which is above every name. Your parents gave you a name. Oh my God. The name of Jesus is above every name. I said the name of Jesus is above every name. I want to show you a scripture. I want to link it with this. Make my point there. Go to Ephesians 1 from verse 17. Somebody getting something out of this this morning? Ephesians 1 from verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Please pray this over yourself every day. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who do believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now look at this. This is where I'm going. Far. Christ is far. Above all principality. Above all power. Above all might, above all dominion, and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in the one that is to come. Listen, church, and get this point. Whatever has a name must bow before Jesus. Did you get that? Every name that is named. Not only in this world, 
but also in that which is to come. Go back to Philippians 2. And verse 10 now. We stopped at verse 9. Philippians 2. Verse 9 says that the Father has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Verse 10 now. That, let's read this together. I want to go. That at the name, make it louder. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Cancer is a name. Depression is a name. Anxiety is a name. Worry is a name. Poverty is a name. Sin is a name. Inasmuch as it has a name, the name of Jesus is above it all. Hmm. I, I want you to get this. If this is the only point I make today, I'm fine. There are times in our lives we are going through stuff and it looks like that's it. That situation presents itself as God in your life. You can't think without it. You can't even worship God freely without thinking about it. You can't go to bed without thinking about it. You don't wake up without thinking about it. Excuse me. Excuse me, church. Does that situation have a name? Come on, talk to me. Does that situation have a name? Your father is telling you this morning that the name of his son, Jesus, is above the name of that situation. Somebody threatens your life. Look! You have messed up with me. The battle line has been drawn. In 21 days time, I'll finish you. Okay? Do they have a name? Does that person have a name? Put that name side by side, the name of Jesus. Which one is higher? The father gave him that name. And at that name, every knee must bow. The King James says of things. Another translation says of beings. Beings. In heaven, on earth, and beneath the earth. That is the entire spectrum of existence. When you call the name of Jesus by faith, something happens in heaven. Something happens on earth. Something happens beneath the earth. There is no other name you can call like that that commands attention in the three realms of existence. No other name. No other name. I move on. Let me give you another point. Glory be to God. How, how do you fit into this? We have been given the name. Amen? Say with me, we have been given the name. I will explain that. But let me give you point number two very quickly. Oh, well, I've explained one and two together. Point number two says the name is above every other name. The father gave it to him, one. Number two, the name is above every other name. 
and those scriptures you have are, co are correct. Number three, we are born again into the name. We are born again into the name. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Peter made a powerful statement. <laughs> Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Let's read that together. It's on the screen. One to go. Neither is there salvation in any other. Come on, that's too low. One to go. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If you claim that you are born again, but you are not born again in the name of Jesus, you are not born again. Because you may be born again in the name of your bishop. You know, people pray like this. They say the God of our pastor, the God of our prayer mountain, the God of our father on the mountain. Look, that's Old Testament. In the New Testament, the day you gave your life to Christ, you came into union with him, you became the bride of Christ. You got married to him in a covenant relationship. So his name became your name. Let me make it very simple. Some of you know Mrs. Ijoma Ogochi Elebe. You didn't know the middle name before, but I've just given it to you for free now. The middle name is Ogochi. Before she got married to the very handsome and anointed, blessed and highly favored Pastor Fred Elebe, her name was Miss Ijoma Ogochi Wimo. N-W-I-M-O. But on the 4th of December, 2010, in this hall, before God and the holy congregation, and some of my big boys today, who when we look at our wedding video, we laugh. And some of the big girls, we laugh. But we thank God for what we see now. But if you saw yourself in our video, not very nice throwbacks. Now listen. On that day, we exchanged marital vows. They asked her, will you love this man and take him for your lawful husband to love him every time with his coconut head? Just love him. Come rain, come shine. No, he's blessed and highly favored head, not coconut head. I don't have coconut hair. Praise God. Just love him, love him, love him. And she said, I do. By the grace of God, that day, everything called Wimo stopped in her mother's house, in her father's house. She became Mrs. Elegbe. She took on my name. And in my entire family, I tell them, I'm the first, because I'm very adventurous, I'm the first Yoruba man to travel to the east to go and acquire a wife. Glory be to God. So, when you, when you hear my cousins, my cousins' uh, wives, when you hear their names, you hear names like Nike Elegbe, you hear names like Chokwe Elegbe, you hear names like uh, Tui Elegbe, Yoruba plus Yoruba, Yoruba. But in my own case, you hear Ijeoma. You now combine that with Elegbe because I'm very adventurous. Glory be to God. Now, if she goes to the bank with my ATM card, and she wants to make a withdrawal. And I say, oh, madam, um, sorry, the name is Elegbe. And she said, yeah, I'm Mrs. Elegbe. 
they will accord her. Worst case scenario is, can, can we see your ID card or something like that? And then she shows them, they see a like, oh, okay, we're sorry to bother you. They will accord her every necessary assistance. If she's driving the car and the papers are in the name Mr. and Mrs. Elegbe or Pastor and Mrs. Elegbe, and then the road safety folks stop her and say, can we see the papers of this car? Da, 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 da. And then she brings them out and then she hands the papers over to them and they look through. Please, madam, what's your name? And she says, I'm Mrs. Ijoma Elegbe. End of discussion. End of story. Because what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. She has the right to use my name. Do you understand that? You have been married to Christ the day you got born again. You came into the family of God. There is no salvation in any other. So if you are saved at all, you are saved in the name. You got baptized into the name. The name of Jesus has become your family name. Did you get that? Go to Ephesians chapter 3. Paul put it this way from verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ... <laughs> of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. There is one family. Somebody say one family. There are members of that family in heaven already. Those who have gone ahead of us. The rest of us are still here. We have not joined them yet. And we are not planning to go now. Amen. Until we fulfill our purpose. Can I have an amen to that? Let me reach out to your neighbor. Say, Shalom. May you live up to 120 like Moses. That's the way the, Jew, the Jews, the Jewish nation, that's the way they greet. Turn to another neighbor. Say, neighbor, Shalom. May you live up to 120 like Moses. You might need to prophesy into the, into the life of one more person that you love. Look at them eyeball to eyeball and say, Shalom. May you live up to 120 like Moses. Amen. So, there is one family of God. There are some members of that family in heaven already. My parents are there. Thank God they found Christ before they left. They are there. And many, many faithfuls who have gone home, who have entered their reward. They are part of that family in heaven. We are an extension of the same family on the earth. Paul the apostle by the Holy Spirit said, Of whom, he said, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. He didn't say our name because it's one family. The same family in heaven is the same family on earth. We are the members of the family on earth and we bear one name. One name. My biological surname is Elegbe. My spiritual surname is Jesus. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. What's your spiritual surname? That's our family name. So you have the right to use the name. You have the right to use the name. Hello. My name is Uriofe Oluwayemi. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Ah, you are the daughter of uh, Pastor Oluwayemi. Okay, okay. All right, come here, come here. Ah, we didn't know her. We didn't know your guest daughter. Yeah. When I go to my cousin's house, and they have these, you know, these dogs, and then they have this security that will not allow you to enter, I use my family name. I press the bell, the security will show up. Yeah, who is it? 
I say I'm Elegbe. They say, eh. Oh, okay, okay. Hold on. <laughs> because they're not going to allow you in. But the owner of the house is Elegbe. They know. So when I show up, I don't say I'm Fred. Is it Fred from where? Where, where? where are you coming from? Who are you? Have, have you called the boss? Have you? No, no, no. They will harass you. But the moment I say, I'm, I'm, I'm Elegbe. Then they will go, get on the intercom. Somebody is there, says his name is Elegbe. Then they will ask. My cousin says, okay, what, what Elegbe? Ask, ask. Then I'll say, I'm, I'm, I'm Akiola Elegbe. Or I'll say, I'm, I'm Fred Elegbe. Or say, I'm, I'm Pastor Fred Elegbe. So, oh, let him in. That's my cousin. That's my, no, that's my cousin. And my cousins, we call, we call one another cause. Hey, cause, how you doing, cause? Cause, you know, that's the short, the short form. Not curse, cause. Amen. <laughs> Glory be to God. You like my family? The family of God is one. And we have equal right to use that name. Use it against Satan. Use it against sickness. Use it against disease. Use it against everything that is coming against your life. Use it against them. It's your family name. Use it to open doors. Yes. Yes. Like when I go to my cousin's house, I use that elegant name to open doors. You can use the name of Jesus in the realm of the spirit to open doors. You don't have to live a stranded life anymore. Child of God, you don't have to live in depression one more moment. Use the name. You have the power of attorney already to use the name. The legal right to use the name. Number four, we are kept in and through the name. We are kept in and through the name. We are kept in and through the name. The psalmist picked this up in the old covenant. In Psalm 20 and verse 1, it says, May the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. Can I have an amen? It says, The name of the God of Jacob defend you. Only three people answered amen to that. May the name, wherever they take your case or your name to, may the name of the Lord defend you. Can you go to verse 7? Psalm 20. It says some trust in chariots and some in horses. Psalm 20. The book of Psalms. I've left Ephesians. Glory be to God. Thank you, media. You are blessed. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. They trust in their connections in Abuja. Connections in America. We don't have any connection. But we will. We will remember. What are we going to remember? What are we going to remember? Shout it. What are we going to remember? The name. The name. The name. The name. The name of the Lord our God. Remember how our God has never failed. He's never failed yet. Remember how his name will make a way. He'll make a way from the cross to the grave. Praise the Lord. Sing his praise again. Come on, remember. Remember how our God has never failed. He's never failed us. Remember how his name will make a way. He'll make a way from the cross to the grave. He is risen. Now he reigns. Praise the Lord. Sing his praise those are the kind of songs you should be singing. Not oh le patewa, oh to le koni, oh anje sume sume bi alai more. You are not even praising God. You are abusing someone else. In the name of praise worship. Oh Lord have mercy. Only God knows how many years we have wasted thinking that we are praising God. We didn't know we are abusing one another. 
You are God's accountant, so you know how much I owe God. Sing songs that will help your faith. Songs that will help you get out of depression. Get out of problems. Spiritual songs. Hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs. They trust in horses, they trust in chariots, but we will remember the name of, of the Lord our God. What are we going to remember? The name. I love Germans. Germans pronounce name as Name. The Name. Name. Someone say Name. <laughs> I love that. We will remember the Name of the Lord our God. Verse 8, quickly. I'm wrapping up. Verse 8. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They are brought down. Whoa. People that run after horses and chariots, they are brought down. Malule. They are brought down. I'm falling. But we who remember the name, that name, we are risen and we stand upright. We might be low right now, but we are going to rise. Somebody is rising this week. Somebody is rising this new month. I don't care how long you've been on the same spot, but you are moving on this month. Because you are moving in the name. The name of Jesus. Amen. We are kept in and through the name. Proverbs 18.10. Under the old covenant also. It's amazing how those old covenant folks had revelations about the name. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name, the name of yad Hey vav Hey, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. One translation says, a strong high tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. In Israel, they developed the technology that when the enemy nations around them, the Arab nations, when they shoot a rocket into Israel, an alarm goes off and you have about 15 seconds, 15 to 45 seconds to run into a bunker. They've built bunkers around Israel that people can easily access to, to make them safe from the rockets. So usually when you see some Christian organizations donating to Israel, they are donating to build more, more of those, they call them safe havens, those bunkers. It's like a shield you run into and then you are safe. You run in with your children. You have only like 15 seconds. The moment the alarm goes up, that means the rocket is coming. So you quickly look for the nearest one and run into it. Ladies and gentlemen, God's children, the name of the Lord is your own bunker. Hey, did you hear me? I don't care what the enemy is bringing against you, but you run into the name and you are safe. This week you are safe. Beyond this week you are safe. For the rest of your life, live in the name and remain safe in the name of Jesus. When COVID came, I announced it to every devil in hell and to every child of God. I will never have COVID. I will never have, it will never come near me. I'm born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. You must know who you are in Christ. I was going to go to England. And they told me, you need to be vaccinated. I said, no, I'm not going to be vaccinated. I'm not, I'm not preaching against that anyway. Your, your persuasion. But I said, no, I don't want it. Ah, uh, 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 go and do test. Then I bought my ticket. Then my heart began to do. What if they say positive? That means you can't fly you. <laughs> uh, I, I cast down that imagination. Imaginations come to all of us, including your dear pastor. 
what if, you know those what ifs? What if, what do you do? Slap it down with casting down imaginations and every height that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I traveled to England when I got to the port of entry at Heathrow Airport. The white guy interviewing me, we were having a nice time until we got to the point of vaccination. So are you vaccinated? I said, no. Whew. You can't look at me like this guy is weird. Where are you coming from? Oh my God. I said, no. He said, um, so do you know that you're going to have to self-isolate? I said, yes, sir. He said, like, how many days? He wanted to say for 10 days, but he, he now stopped. I said, oh, me, I already know now. I said, 10 days. He said, oh, really? Okay, so what address? I gave him the address. Before I finish the address, he said, welcome to the United Kingdom. I packed my passport. The guy was looking at me. Who is this guy? I packed my stuff and I began to go. I didn't know where to go at Heathrow. So I went back to him. These are people that people normally run away from. Like when you leave their counter, you say, okay, oh, I've entered. Because they send people back from that place. I went back to him. I said, excuse me. He said, oh, yes. I said, I'm sorry. It's my first time here. I don't know my way around. He said, oh, okay. So you go down the alley, then you turn left, and then you make a left. And then I said, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> I dragged my bag. The guy kept looking at me. I said, my God, I. I didn't just say that. I ran into the name. It was COVID two, three years ago. We don't know what is coming next year. But whatever comes, please stay in the name of Jesus. Go to John 17. The last scripture for that point. John 17. Jesus made a statement. Verses 9 to 12. John 17, 9 to 12. Okay. Don't worry, I'm wrapping up. Give you the last point now. That's it. John 17, 9. I pray for them. Now, let's read this together. I like it when we read together. One, two, go. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. Are you part of the them Jesus prayed for? Hebrews 7, 25 tells us that till today, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father praying for us. Ah, thank you, Jesus. For praying for me. Sometimes I've been through stuff in my life. When I look back, I tell myself, I don't know how I survived that. <laughs> we were at a funeral some time ago. The devil was telling me I will fall down and die in that place. And with what was going on in my body, with the kind of pressure I was going through on that day, I dared not hit my, my foot against the stone. But guess what? God held me. God kept me. The people around didn't know what was going on. Oyin didn't know what was going on. And she had a lot of energy. She was running around. It was her mom's funeral. She was so emotional. She was going to carry me. Pastor! See, I feel you, girl. I feel you. But she didn't know that even pastor. <laughs> that day I was, I, was, I, was like, I was like a leaf. <laughs> you know what they call a leaf? L-E-A-F. Away. If you push me too much, that day I shall use tire to say, hey, people hold her. I held the microphone so that we can hold the service. But what I was going through, when I got back home and I told my wife, I said that I didn't die that day. I won't, I won't die now. It will be 120. Amen. 
there are times in our lives when we also know that to survive what we have survived or what we are currently going through, there must be somebody praying for us somewhere, and that's Jesus. So every day you wake up, before you complain, say, thank you, Jesus. If I don't know any other thing, Pastor Fred has told me, and I've seen it from the Bible, that you are praying for me. It's in Romans, it's in Hebrews 7, and now here. I pray for them. He didn't say I prayed. He said I pray. Simple present tense. I pray. I do this regularly. I do this always. I pray not for the world, but for them which you have given me. For they are thine. Next verse. And all mine are thine, and all thine are mine. Everything belonging to the Father belongs to the Son. Everything belonging to the Son belongs to the Father. And I am glorified in them. Yeah, next verse. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep. Somebody say keep. Through thine own name. Holy Father, shield them. Keep them. How? Through your name. Not through AK-47. Through your name. We are kept in the name. We are kept through the name. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me. That they may be one as we are. Keep them. Keep them through your name. Keep them through your name. Keep them through your name. Next verse. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Oh, glory. <laughs> Keep them through your name. While I was with them in the world, I kept them inside your name. The name of the Lord is so huge, it covers everywhere. We run into it and we are saved. While I was with them, I kept them in thy name. I kept them in thy name. Those that thou givest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, brother Judas, that the scripture might be fulfilled. I kept them under the canopy of your name. I kept them in the envelope, the envelope of your name. We are in this building. It is sunny out there. We are protected from the sun because we are covered in this building. If it's raining out there, we are shielded from the rain because we are enveloped by this building. Child of God, see yourself every day enveloped by the name of the Lord. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Can I have an amen to that? We are kept through the name. I love that. Come, Amos. We are kept. Stand here. We are kept through the name. This is what Jesus does. Come closer. This is what he does. Covers us through the name. He said, I've kept them in thy name. Each of us. He covers us like this. Arrows are flying everywhere. Arrows are flying everywhere. Bullets flying everywhere. You are kept in the name. In the name. Somebody say, I am kept in the name. Thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. I'll give you my last point because I said it's going to be short. Point number five. I will continue from there next week. This is a series you must get. This message is not just for today. 
It's not just for now. It's for the rest of your days as a believer. The name of Jesus is a treasure that we have. And we are underutilizing. Number five, we are to develop our faith in the name. This is why we shouldn't just be throwing it around as we like. The name should be hallowed. The name should be hallowed. Matthew 6, 9. Jesus teaching the church to pray. He said, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, hallowed, honored, honored, be thy name. The name of the Lord is not to be thrown. Anyhow, we throw it around. That's why it doesn't work for us. That's why you call in the name of Jesus and that evil thing still happens. Because we have not developed enough faith in the name. Papa Hagen will put it this way. Small faith in the name will yield small result. Great faith in the name will yield great result. Begin from today as a believer to develop your faith in that name. Stop throwing it around. That's why I have taught over the years, this is not the first time I'm teaching this, stop using that name to cut birthday and wedding cake. It's a sheer lack of creativity. Give me a J, J, E, E, S, L, U, U, L. What do we have? Jesus! Angels stand in attention in heaven. Beings stand in attention on the earth. Some beings stand in attention underneath the earth. All because you want to cut a cake. So when that happens repeatedly, the angels take you as an unserious fellow. So the day you need help, and you say, in the name of Jesus, she's playing, don't mind her. That's how she played two years ago. Stop throwing around the name. Muslims, Muslims don't throw around the name of Prophet Muhammad. He's dead. He's not alive. Yet, in death, they still honor him. When you call his name, if you don't want your head cut off, you better say, Salawa, Salawa, Lewa, Sala. If you write his name, if you don't want trouble, you better write in front of it, Saw. S-A-W. Because the guy saw. He doesn't see anymore, but he saw. They look at us Christians and say, you don't honor, you don't know the Jesus that you serve. And you don't honor him. Every little thing. Jesus! Fine babe, you just see a fine babe. Jesus. Ah! Jesus. Comedians don't help matters. Any little thing, they throw Jesus. Some say, oh, blood of God. Say, because blood of Jesus has finished. Desecrating holy things in the name of comedy. Some have reduced Jesus to G's. Oh, G's. Ordinary cockroach in your kitchen. Jesus! <laughs> when a serious matter now happens and you call the name, you see why the name doesn't respond? Because you've been calling it too often without faith. No faith. All of those examples I give you. Any faith there? Some guys, it's the backside of a lady they see. They have messed up. And they call Jesus. Because you've seen flesh. Ordinary flesh that came from dust, that will return to dust. And you want to end your destiny there. Some have married because of shape. Say, ah, oh, my shape. The shape, the shape of that lady. The shape. Don't worry. 
In marriage, your eyes will clear. A time will come, you will not see any shape. You never, she will be like a mueba. No shape. If you marry because of shape. And ladies, if you marry him because he's tall, dark, and handsome, <laughs> God helping you. Some devils are tall, dark, and handsome. Any little thing goes bass. It is other women that will be saying, ah, your husband is handsome. Eh, what? That one? May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. Let me stop there for today. Have you been blessed? I'm going to tell us next week why we must develop our faith in the name. Acts chapter 3 verse 16. I promised you to be short. And this is probably one of my shortest messages. Do you agree with me? The devil is an unbeliever. You know it's too late for that guy to be a believer. <laughs> if he now says that, today now he wants to repent. God, God, okay, 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 I'm no more devil. It's okay, I'm tired. Ah, it's too late. Acts 3.16. Don't worry, I'm not teaching that. I just want us to quote it. Somebody say, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. That man that Peter and John healed, when people gathered around to almost worship Peter and John, Peter and John said, why are you looking at us like we did this miracle by our own holiness or through our own power? No. Let me tell you what happened. His name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Let's read, the, let's read together. Read after me. Say, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Say again, and his name, through faith in his name. Stand on your feet, everybody. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed today? Use the name. Let me tell your neighbor, say you have the name. Use the name. Deploy the name. Deploy it into every situation. Deploy it into every circumstance. Everybody begin to talk to God. If there are areas of your life where you need, you need God urgently. You need him like it's an emergency. Begin to talk to him. Talk to him in the name of Jesus. Say, say Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. This issue that has troubled me and worried me too much, I bring it before you this morning. This business I'm doing, this is my academic situation, this is my relationship matter, this health concern, this issue between my parents, this contract I'm pursuing. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I come to you in the name. Maybe the doctors have given up on you concerning a particular ailment in your body. Jesus will never give up on you. Say, Jesus, I bring, Father, I bring it in the name of Jesus to you. Let the ushers bring the communion materials. We're going to take a confession before we take the communion.